This is the Legs and Eggs Podcast, starring Fupa Jones, Heather Heather, Clem Stone, and Sarah Zeruthless. Clem. Clem, it's cold. Okay, Fupa, what do you need? Well, it's what we need. It's an opening. But this nuclear winter has left us so cold. I guess we're going to have to have a cold opening. You know, Israel dropped the nukes on Hamas. And then Zelensky... Drop the nukes on Israel for taking all of his sweet United States money. And it's just so cold. My name is Bo Dunk. I am from Texas. I am a Navy veteran. And what I was coming on here to talk about is how people can get involved in making their voices heard, talking to the representatives, Congress. So it's a little political. But I like to try to keep things nonpartisan. I don't like stepping on people's toes, just mostly educating people on what they can do to make a difference. So what can people do to make a difference? Honestly, just uh, calling your representatives, uh, it's all public information. I feel like a lot of people just put them on such a high podium so they seem unobtainable, like they can't reach out to them. I'm so pissed that this is an actual fact, but y'all know how many people it takes to call someone in their, uh, like their representative to have them co-sign a bill? Seven people. It only takes seven people to reach out and call their Congress members for them to co-sign a bill. So me and seven of my friends, we call our congressperson because we want change and they co-sign a bill, but it never goes anywhere. Yeah, there's plenty that we can do to change things, but the bills never go anywhere. They just sit. Yeah, it's the biggest game of the high school popularity contest in the world. So that's why it's so frustrating for us and why people get so like, why bother? Yeah, exactly. It's like we're put in a position where we have people that we don't even know that we necessarily elected. We know that big money elected them. We know that our voices probably had little to do with that. And I'm sorry if I sound cynical. Yeah, no, and that's another thing is most of the voters are 65 and old. I shit you not. So I'm going back to college right now for getting my degree after being in the military and stuff like that. I got kicked out of one of my school buildings handing out pamphlets of the Constitution. I was escorted out of the building as a student there for handing out pamphlets of the Constitution because it goes against their First Amendment policy. Which is? That it's a limited forum or something like that. Even though it's a public school, public space, it's a limited forum. But every American citizen should know what their rights are. Exactly. That's why I was trying to hand out the pamphlets. Of the Constitution. Is it just the Constitution? Yeah, it was just the Constitution. It was pocket versions of the Constitution. This is recent. This was like two days ago. You're infringing on someone's First Amendment rights by, yes. <laughs> by giving them a copy of the First Amendment. Quite ironic. <laughs> well, let me ask this question. Now. Was part of it because they said, like, you needed permission or you needed a permit or... Like one of those like asterisk things. They are considered a limited form. And so if it interferes with like events or officials or something like that, you can't do it. But the thing is, I was starting a new charter club for that school for other students to learn about the government, like what the rights are, because uh, there was a survey done, uh, I think, two weeks ago where uh, more than 20 percent of Americans could not tell you all five rights that the First Amendment gives you. And so I just want people to understand what they're born with, what they receive when they become citizens. Like America gives you a lot of rights and just people don't know or understand. Florida man breaks into a home and sucks on a sleeping man's toes. Have you ever just been around a person with delicious feet? You can't resist the smell. You can't resist the siren song of the feet, so you follow it all the way. You gotta suck them toes. Feet smell so good, gotta suck them toes. I don't care if it's Florida, 
I don't care if it's Maine. I don't care if it's the Galapagos. You smell them toes, you gotta suck them toes. It's a good day for me. Our first Patreon shout-out is Jack Thomas coming to us across the pond from the United Kingdom. I bet he sucks. I picture, like, high white socks with white shorts and, like, a blue polo shirt with, like, a leather belt. He's going golfing, this guy. He's a ginger. (laughs) He's got a high height. He's going golfing, but his shorts say soccer. He's a ginger with a high and tight and probably a little sunburn. I was picturing like a balding red comb over and it's very like pubic on the ends. Like all dried up because he just keeps combing it over really hard and it just breaks. But we love you, Jack Thomas. Thank you for subscribing. Hello, this is Clem Stone. I'm here with my co-host and wonderful husband, Fuba Jones. Fuba Jones, how are you doing today? Delicious. That's good. That's very good. Have you tasted my Fuba? I believe I, I must have tasted the Fuba. Then you know why my license plate says Flavortown. Oh, oh yeah, we'll go to Flavortown. All right, Clem, so what are we doing today? I have some solid advice on the impending nuclear war. Just run to the center where the bomb is going to fall. You don't want to live as one of those like mangled, deformed, bomb fell on you people because the government doesn't fucking care. They're not going to do shit for you. So when it comes, just run to the center. Let it fall on you. Yeah, I mean, that's a solid plan. Also, a lot of times that shit gives you superpowers. So I would run at the radiation, the blast, all of it, and see what it fucking does. It could be terrible. It could be awesome. We don't know. Run into that light. Run into it. You know, the government, all of these world leaders are going to be sitting safe in their fucking bunkers, not giving a fuck, like dropping bombs on each other's country like they're playing a fucking game. Unless we get superpowers, and then it's our world now, bitch. Let's fucking go. Exactly. And we're going to be the ones that suffer. They're going to be laughing at each other, being like, you committed war crimes. Ha, ha, ha. We're going to dock you a point. They don't fucking care. They don't fucking care at all. Do they care, Fupa Jones? No, they don't care, but neither will I, because I'll be the fucking Hulk. Exactly. If you're planning on living, my advice for you is stockpile canned food and move to the middle of the country. I don't know, Idaho. Is that the middle? I don't even know. I don't um, think it's to the west. Idaho is nicer, I think. You know, you do you. Yeah, it feels closer to the middle, Iowa. Nebraska. Don't I, go there. I've been there. Do not go there. I doubt they're dropping bombs on Nebraska, so take your canned food and go to Nebraska. A lot of military Does anyone think about Nebraska? I mean, when I'm thinking about sucking on a chili dog outside the Tasty Freeze, I'm I'm picturing Nebraska. Is that more of an Indiana thing for me? Is that where he's from? I think he's from Indiana. Where is uh, Frosty Sawyer's from? Seymour, Indiana. Oh, yeah, Seymour Butts. Yeah. Wow. He's 72. Probably seen a lot of butts then, but he still wants to see more. I don't know. At that age, you're probably kind of done. I doubt it. I mean, I bet John Mellencamp likes anal. John Mellencamp is not on the show today, unfortunately. So why don't you tell us, Clem, about what, what, tell me about some of these exciting things that don't include John Mellencamp. Yeah, I don't know, like, how to do this. Like, we had Lauren from, it's exciting, okay? It's just exciting. It is exciting. We have we, more Lauren. We have more Lauren. From Women Behaving Badly. Yeah. Well-behaved women. Their tagline should be, everybody loves women. We're working on some bonus. It's going to eventually be Patreon-only bonus content. The first episode will not be Patreon-only. It'll be out next week. You have a preview of it in this episode where Sarah, Lauren, and I talked to Uther Naismith from the UK. He's a socialist activist. It's great. You'll get the full rest of the conversation next week. I've been involved in left-wing politics in the UK for a few years now. I joined the Labour Party in 2015 when I was 14 years old to support Jeremy Corbyn. Do, Do you guys know Jeremy Corbyn at all? Oh, yeah, I do. Talk to quite a few Americans, and I, I always say he's like the British Bernie Sanders. Yeah, but no, I was in, I was in Labour for a while, campaigning for him uh, or, or the party, and sort of his manifesto. I left the Labour Party 
last year because since he stepped down, since he lost the election and resigned, uh, the Labour Party's been led by a man called Keir Starmer, who's a lot more, well, right wing. I'd say he's probably to the right of Joe Biden. That's pretty far right. They're going back in the Tony Blair direction. Exactly, yeah. I mean, if you can believe it, stuff like saying to Labour MPs that they'll get disciplined or like told off by the party if they go to picket lines when workers are on strike. And you think, what's that about? What's the point in having a Labour Party if they don't support organised Labour? Uh, that's like the one thing you should expect for them. And I don't know. Well, I, I know that Joe Biden has been seems to be like reasonably okay on like trade unions and stuff like the National Labour Relations Board. And he's tried to really come out for labour lately. He's he's really kind of embracing that part of his demo, of the demographic of the country. The more Americans that actually learn about like what good labors do, unions are starting to come back. And so he's he's like, I can't ignore that portion of the U.S., you know? Yeah, and he's getting kind of bullied into it, I think. Yeah, a little bit. But it's more like if you want to actually have the support of your people, you're going to have to come out for it. And even if he's dragging his heels, he's doing it. But Keir Starmer in Britain is the total opposite of that. And, you know, that there's been like in Britain last year and this year, sort of the biggest wave of strikes since the late 1980s, I believe. Um, we've had teachers have been on strike, doctors, nurses have been on strike, the railways have been on strike, airports, a couple of smaller strikes at like factories and stuff. Even lawyers were on strike recently-ish, last year, I think. But Keir Starmer has, has not supported any of them and has actively discouraged Labour members of parliament, legislators and party activists has told them not to go out and publicly support it, which is crazy. I don't I don't understand it myself. I mean, I do understand that he wants to appeal to right-wing voters. Because it works against their best interests, that's why. Yeah, well, yeah. Between that and a lot of other disagreements, I just sort of gave up on the Labour Party and, and, and left, you know, because I don't think it's a very good vehicle for progressive or socialist politics anymore. I mean, I think it never was, but... It, it, now it's even less than, than than it was previously. That's how a lot of people feel about the Democratic Party here in the U.S. But then I suppose the argument is people always say, oh, well, it's a two-party system. What else are you going to do? And I've, I've never understood that. I always find that to be a very, very insidious form of sort of emotional manipulation, to be honest. Because I think, well, you know, if you live in a democracy or a country that calls itself a democracy, you have the right to vote for whoever you want to. Damn scary. I speak to people who are still in the Labour Party and they say, oh, it's a two-party system. They're better than the Conservatives. And they say, oh, if you don't vote for the Labour Party, you're voting for the Conservatives. And I say, well, by that logic, by not voting for the Conservatives, I'm actually voting for you, so you should be happy with me. Yeah, so doesn't that actually make it a one-party system? <laughs> yeah. The big issue there is that people like to think in binary. It's very easy to go, it's either this or that. It, more than two choices is very hard for people to kind of come to grips with, especially when it's something as complicated as a human who's representing other human interests and being trusted to continue that pattern of like actually representing their people. That's the key there is like what you said, like that actually represent other human beings' interests. None of them do. None of them. Basically, politics is just who accepted the biggest bribes. You can't be a politician and still have your morals and still have the things that you believe in because basically it costs money to run a campaign and it costs donations and all of that stuff. you got to pay people to work for you and all that. And the bigger donations are going to come with the bigger asks and the bigger the asks probably the more selfish it's going to be. Uh, so you kind of have to create your limits there. And a lot of people choose getting the money and getting the office, thinking to themselves, they'll fix it later. They have to consider like the fraudulent charitable donations set up in the names of these organizations to that lobby and just hide money in offshore accounts and fucking they're not held accountable for doing that. And they think they get into office, they, they get these donations and then they get into office thinking, I will fix it from the inside. Now that I'm in office, well, now I'm going to fix it. And then immediately it gets just as bogged down as every other bureaucracy. And they're like, oh, right, it's not that easy. When Bernie Sanders was running in the primary, after his heart attack, he had a big rally in Queens. AOC spoke at it. 
And one of the things she said really resonated with me was she said once she got to Congress, she realized how much pressure is on you to abandon the working class, to abandon your principles. And the idea that once you get there, there's a ton of pressure to just, oh, come on, just go along with the lobbyists, just go along with the PAC, just do that. And that is incredibly difficult for someone to stay strong during, like just anyone. It shouldn't be hard if you are a principled person. But money is money. And sometimes when you need money, it's like, oh. None of them need fucking money. All of them are in bed with Wall Street. All of them make money. Yeah, but when you start making money, you want to make more money. And so when you're faced with a donation the size of something that would cause you to bend your so-called morals, it's a little bit easier to make that call and be like, "Eh, there's a lot of money. Montpelier, Vermont is the only U.S. capital without a McDonald's. Hashtag facts. Suck, 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 suck in a dick. A dick sucking ducky sucking a dick. Suck, suck, quack, quack, sucking a dick. Quack, 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 you sucking a dick. Quack, 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 he's a dick sucking duck. Suck that dick, cause you're a dick sucking duck. So, our next shout out is from New York City. The only name that this person has left is the letter T, and then I believe the pronunciation is Rubendahl. So, T Rubendahl. I don't know if it's a man or a woman, but from New York City. That's Ice-T. That's Ice-T's whole name. Fuck, you're right. Do you think we can get guest spots on Law & Order SVU because of T. Rubendahl? Maybe. Like, we should ask. I could play a hooker. T's gonna have to get us a SAG card. Do they have to, for extras, you have to have a SAG card? Like, I'll be a cracked out whore for free. It's fine. How do you view your experience in the military? Actually, pretty positive. I actually love my job, but I was discharged after getting injured. I was on submarines for five years uh, as a sonar technician, and I freaking fell down one of the ladder wells about 30 feet, and I caught myself my right arm. And I completely tore my entire rotator cuff and labrum in my right shoulder. I only cried one time. I felt like such a bitch, but I cried one time in the military. And that's whenever I got done talking to a doctor and stuff like that. And they were saying, yeah, you're no longer allowed to be on submarines. After which I just moved on. It took a couple of years, but I moved on. Now I'm trying to do communications. I'm trying to uh, educate people on like, you know, what they can do to make a difference. How like every person can do something that you don't have to be comfortable with what's going on. That's good. I think that's a good message to send because I think Americans, even though like they want to pride themselves on being the greatest, maybe yet to live up to that potential. Yeah, you got to fight for what you have. Aside from that, too, it's like you have to actually care about other people and not just profit. That's a main thing that I think most people lack. Also, like respecting other people's differences, like you know, you don't have to subscribe to everything people say, but like... Yeah, people are assholes out there. You don't have to like all of them. Yeah, exactly. But let them have their opinions. And I think a lot of times that's why people from either side of the polarized spectrum are fucking going at each other's nuts because it's set up that way. Oh, yeah. I don't give two shits whether you're left or right. I really honestly don't fucking care. Yeah, to me, it's the same bad drink. And it doesn't really matter what you believe politically if in your heart you are a good person. Because good people can have bad politics and terrible people can actually have good politics. Yeah, I honestly, like, if you take comfort in being a cynical son of a bitch, no one can really stop you, but it's kind of shitty. But you're choosing that the option. Like, that's what you're choosing. I do choose it. Because that's my perception of my reality. Just like everyone has their own perception of reality. But do you really think it's a choice or is it just we've been lied to and shitted on for so many years that we're just like, eh, we're not going to believe you anymore. Feeling a grumble in my bowels. Can you pass me the wipe-off towel? Just got off as fast as I could. Bitch wouldn't suck it like she should. I got a wet end for your friend. I got nuts on my chest. I wish you'd just 
You know you've got a high sperm count when she has to chew before she swallows. Where is Julian Assange right now, actually? (laughs) What happened to that guy? I don't know. I think he's still in prison um, at the moment. I have no idea what's happening with his case. I've, I've not been following it. I remember him being arrested, but that's the last I heard of him. Rotten away in a British prison. Oh, yeah, apparently he is in Belmarsh Prison in the UK. Oh, poor guy. I mean, I think he's a major shitbag, but I don't think he did anything wrong. Yeah, I I mean, I must admit, I don't know much about the case, which I really should do, because the reason why I started following politics in the first place was um, Edward Snowden and the whole thing about privacy and the right to privacy and state surveillance. And I think Assange's case is tied up with all that debate about, like, media freedom and stuff. So I should know more about it, but it's a gap in my knowledge, I'm afraid. Yeah, Chelsea Manning spent some time in what in military prison for releasing the um the footage of the Baghdad bombing that I just read to him because it was top secret footage right yeah she released a bunch of military secrets and he published them which as a journalist he has the right to do that's how I feel about a journalist whether it was legal for Chelsea Manning or Edward Snowden to release that information that's for other people to decide. I believe it was incredibly ethical. It was morally correct. WikiLeaks publishing it shouldn't be illegal. No, not at all. I mean, like, the sad thing of it all is that the persecution goes to these two people that are just trying to outlet the truth. Let's not look at the fucking heinous war crimes that have been committed. No, no, let's talk about why you released them. That's the important question here. The fact that you got your hands on them, that's the problem, not the fact that we were bombing people. Yeah, or that the government was spying on people. No, no, no. You you don't need to be telling people that we're spying on people. We already knew anyways. The Patriot Act says it. But you don't need to say the quiet part out loud, okay? <laughs> right. Life is a highway. I want to ride on your mom. Yeah. See? If you're going my way, you got to show me a dong. You know the rest of the song? Something. Is it about crystal meth? I have no idea. I just know that he says life is a highway. I want to write it all night long and then some other shit. This is a dumb song. Yeah, he's just like, it's fucking stupid. You know? Like, you just expect this. Like, yeah, life is a highway. That's so fucking deep. No, I don't know. I mean, when did that song come out? Oh, God. Just look it up. I want to say 92, 93. Yeah, like you'd see it like written in like bubble letters on fucking people's like uh, fucking school book covers. So, and it was like, life is a highway. And everyone was like, yeah, life is a highway and I want to ride it all night long. And we're like, ooh, no, no, stop. But the world is like, yes, yes, please give us this all the time. Play it five times an hour on the radio station every day for like two to three months that's what we want and that was the rest of the world 
And we were like, no, no, I want less of this. I wish I'd never heard this. I wish it's never existed. That's how I feel about life is the highway. Wow. Oh, look who's next. Jim McDougal. On Hillary's kill list. All them bodies lie moldering in their graves. All them bodies lie moldering in their graves. All them bodies lie moldering in the graves Cause the Clintons made them dead Allegedly Jim McDougal was a financial partner of the Clintons in the real estate venture that led to the Whitewater scandal. McDougal died of a heart attack at the Federal Correction Facility in Fort Worth, Texas on March 8th 1998. <laughs> Sounds like a suicide to me, because that's how they roll. You know, if he's in a fucking correctional facility and dude just ends up dead, like, it's likely he could have had a fucking heart attack because their food is literal dog shit. But uh, the Clintons definitely did this. I'm going with, yeah, it's pretty high on the on the scale of this one. <laughs> when you're in prison and it's political, like, they can say whatever they want. Were the cameras shut off? Like, come on, Whitewater, he was their partner and he was in a federal prison? A heart attack? Sure. Bill paid 50 bucks to shank him. If none of the witnesses are alive, how can they testify? And the guards were just on the break. The camera just didn't work. Doctor had to step out to use the bathroom. Oh, looks like he probably had a heart attack. Okay, I usually say 100% here, but I recently experienced some flooding. When the ground is flooded, it doesn't matter how much it rains, you're going to get flooded. The saturation of the water is like well over 100%. So I'm going to say this is a deluge of the Clintons absolutely motherfucking did it. Pokemon go to the polls. It's hard because, you know, you just want to believe the Clintons had your best interest at heart. <laughs> Our next shout out is Dan Billings from Gainesboro, Tennessee. I picture Dan being a dog fucker. Oh, <laughs> can, can I get Dan's name and location again? Dan Billings from Gainesboro, Tennessee. Oh, Dan Billings. Yes. OK, he's fat. No, he's not fat. I take that back. He's a little fat. He's a little doughy, but he's not fat. He's in his 30s, like late 30s. I don't know why he sent us that picture. I, I agree. It was a little disturbing. Yeah, I think he wears banana hammocks on the beach. I feel like he's also a ginger. Probably. He emailed me asking what I thought about the Oklahoma City bombing and what he, what he could do with it. Like, do you think that we could pull it off again? And I was like, who's weak? I mean, if you're counting me and you, no. Do I think I could pull it off? Yes, but not with not with Dan Billings. Dan Billings, is that it? Dan Billings, yeah. Yeah, fuck that guy. Dan Billings definitely has a pet pig because he lives in Gainesboro, Tennessee. I think he wears tacky fupa pants. I think he has like three cents in his pocket and a Werther's. He jingles it around to try to act like his dick's way down there. But in reality, it is, you know, closer to his belly button. Does he wear Tevas? No. No, he's not cool enough for Tevas. He's loafers. He sucks. Yeah, loafers and like a Nautica polo, like with all of these little like ships across his shirt. I, I picture this very vividly. So we send aid to fucking Ukraine, $3,000 per person. And then the fire happens in Hawaii, 600 bucks. My best friend, he actually went to Hawaii two days before that happened. And I get a text from him that says, dude, look at the news. I'm like, what's going on? It's like, dude, Hawaii's burning to the ground. And then all those conspiracy theories start popping up and stuff. I don't, I don't want to consider myself a conspiracy nut, but like all the blue cars and all the blue paints and stuff like that, it's just freaking ridiculous the space lasers 
if it's real, it's gonna be fucking hilarious. Joe Rogan and Mike Pearson, they interviewed uh, one of the like uh, NORAD scientists that were working down in Antarctica with the direct energy systems. He called that out months before the Maui fires and stuff like that. Like it, like it should be in Americans' vocabulary. Uh, direct energy systems. Yeah, he's talking about like harp. Yes. It's used to control weather patterns, and it could really fuck shit up. Yep, Kim Trails confirmed. No. <laughs> so I'm glad somebody else fell down the same fucking K-hole I did then, because that's just the way it goes. Like, you can tell when some conspiracy theories are, like, a bit of a stretch, but they're fun to read. Did you watch the ones that tie Tom Hanks to those? <laughs> no, which one? There's so many. Yeah, there was, like, one about his son, like, speaking out about the way that Tom Hanks does things, I guess. All those elites do things. Yeah, and it was more about him buying property in Malibu before the fires happened there. Y'all must have seen that video of Oprah and The Rock, like, asking Americans for money for Maui and stuff like that. Like, a billionaire and a millionaire asking people who are about to hit one of the largest recessions to give money for this. And then uh, they were, like, saying no photography allowed, no videography allowed in memory of the people that died. And there's so many. Uh, also, it was a horrible tragedy, especially with, like, so many children went home. They were sent home early that day. There are people in Louisiana with their homes still destroyed from Hurricane Katrina. Uh, I was pretty young whenever that happened, but I still remember. Well, I mean, I just visited there recently, and there's still homes that are condemned from that. It's just really fucking sad. And, like, there's a lot of homeless people. Like, it's so fucking ass backwards. Like, these fucking pieces of shit that don't really do anything except they create fraudulent charities and donate a ton of money to them, and they really go to offshore accounts. It's like people are taught to, like, worship these people or they think they should for what they have. But the end game is, is that it's this, like, vacuous void and hole of greed. Yeah, the only thing to fear is FEMA itself. Yeah, we'll give you a fucking trailer full of asbestos so you and your family can have a slow, painful death. Here's some tuberculosis, too, by the way. Like, you know, why not? Honestly, like, in, in my personal opinion, I believe America should just go straight isolationist. Like, I, I feel, I know we have the, uh, some of our allies and stuff like that that we would have to help out in need. But honestly, America just needs to focus on itself. Yeah. I agree. Uh, the international affairs budget was actually, I think, up for cuts this fiscal year. But I think their budget for the international affairs budget is only like, what, $4 billion, something like that. Well, the fact remains, though, we're in a lot of senseless mess and have been for over 20 years. Half of our fucking budget goes to war and not to people like you who serve or have served or, you know, hopefully you're getting help. Still waiting. Been waiting three years. Of course. That's fucked up to me. You fucking pay and take care of people that work for you. That, to me, is a huge disgrace that every time that we have a guest that's been a military personnel of some type, they have all said the same thing when it comes to their VA care or anything. That they get the runaround, the shit show. There's all kinds of paperwork. There's all kinds of excuses. Shuffling around from one person to another. No one takes any accountability. And you're just left holding the bag. And that's fucked up. My grandfather, he's a, a Vietnam veteran. And it took him and my grandmother 20 years to uh, get the VA to pay for the diabetes and the other medical conditions he got from being exposed to Agent Orange. A lot of uh, Vietnam veterans did not receive any compensation for that for decades. A friend of mine's father died of stomach cancer without ever seeing a penny. My grandfather gave up pretty much and it, it took uh, my grandmother nagging the VA and just all these different people to finally get the compensation. They eventually got in, they back paid him uh, $62,000. Uh, from the, the 20 years they didn't pay them at all for it. Jesus Christ. It's disgusting. I was a caregiver for a little bit after I got out of the military, and uh, they put me with other uh, veterans. Most, most of them were Vietnam vets, and uh, one of them was Mr. Sharwood, and he got diabetes from Agent Orange and lost both his eyes and his legs from diabetes from Agent Orange. These guys that were affected by Agent Orange, like uh, Lonnie, he received MS from Agent Orange. And then uh, Abraham, he had kidney failure because of it. So he had to go to like dialysis all the time from Agent Orange. And all the time, like the VA took their fucking time to help these guys out that were spit on whenever they got home. 
and fucking treated horribly. And they're respected now, which I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for. But America's treatment for the veterans also could be better. I don't think people are very empathetic when it comes to their strong stances and position on things. Like, there's a middle ground you can take. Like, I'm totally anti-war, but I would never disrespect someone for being a soldier. It's a necessary evil, uh, war is. War is a necessary evil in a lot of circumstances. I don't think it is, honestly, but that's my opinion, and you're allowed to have yours on that, you know? Oh, yeah, no, beautiful of America. That's why we want people to know their rights, to have these kind of conversations. And see, like, I can politely disagree with you and not attack you for thinking the way that you do and things like that. Yeah, no, it was my decision to sign up. I drank the (laughs) Kool-Aid. Well, you know, we all did in a way. It's just, I mean, everybody's expression of it or perception of it is different. I just think that if people, like, actually fucking give a shit about making actual changes, that's one thing that does need to improve is being more open-minded to other people's ways of thinking versus jumping on them for it and attacking them for it. And then, you know, it just doesn't go anywhere and nobody's mind ends up being changed and everybody's upset and heated and defensive and, like, it's just ugly. Charlie, I'm canceled. Turns out they don't like no white supremacists in the Northeast. Charlie, I may have trapped some women in the closet, may have jerked off in front of them with no screen. Now, Charlie, I just whipped it out and jizzed in the plants. But the women, man, the women were stuck. They were stuck in a supply closet. Might have been the green room. I don't know. All I know is I just couldn't go without tubing. Frank's canceled years. sex with my wife she didn't really want to do it so I killed her and her dog never did like that dog does he have the triangle that holds up the stomach because I really hate that <laughs> like I really hate when like a fat guy with like a big stomach has to have his like dick bunched out into like a triangle so it looks like it's propping up the stomach <laughs> It's like, yeah, they've personally designed this for themselves. <laughs> like, like, why would you make that choice? It was like 15, 9, 11s. Huey Lewis was born July 5th, 1950. Hashtag facts. I don't know who saw the Oppenheimer movie. I did not. I did. I loved it. No spoilers, please. I'm already obsessed with Oppenheimer. So this is the guy who created the first atomic bomb that actually worked and that the U.S. used to their advantage. And then because of the Red Scare, they pulled his security clearance and he couldn't work. This guy gave you the thing that you wanted. My God, he was a scientist in the 30s. They were all fucking communists. But come on, <laughs> that was just how life was. You pulled that guy's security clearance and made it impossible for him to work in the only thing he really knew how to do. Knowing full well that he was a communist the whole time. Openly so. When you hired him and then they killed the Rosenbergs. Thank God Roy Cohn died of AIDS. Thank God for that. (laughs) Deserved it. Oh my God. I hate Roy Cohn. Okay, I really do. Just evil, evil man. This is Mr. Jeremy Walker. Jeremy Walker. He is from Cranston, Rhode Island. He smells like shit. I'm just going to say that I think that Jeremy probably has a fucking terrible accent. I think that Pearl Jam made a horrible song about him. I blame him for the reason Pearl Jam even exists. It's fair. It's like a, a John Cougar Mellencamp ass name. That's all I'm saying. 
like very like midwestern like how are you from Cranston, Rhode Island? You should be from fucking Nebraska. I also think that he should suck on a chili dog outside the tasty freeze. Pulling and pushing, trying to find balance, trapped in a mind, imprisoned with confusion. Surely love is an illusion. Self-preservation time stands still in your eyes, gazing. Holding your cards close to your chest. Maybe the balance is chaos and unrest. In disbelief that in one glimpse of a moment, unexpected feelings could bring such torment. The wanderer prefers to walk alone, while the fool leaps into the unknown. tweets when you grow up with dyslexia you know what everyone who's gone through it feels like and you want to help them no matter what proud to be joined by new york city public advocate williams to sign the bill requiring dyslexia screenings in our jails into law read more at nyc.gov office of the mayor It is just like Fupa said, like I think the other day about it being like wrestling. That's how I've always viewed it too, because it's like that whole like, if my team wins thing, it's got that whole like subtle gearing towards more polarization in actuality. Yeah, wrestling, it looks real, but it's all make-believe. It's fake, right, exactly. That's how I feel about that shit. Right, and we're taught in school this is how it's supposed to be. And they teach us about government, how the government's supposed to take care of us. Government doesn't give a shit about you. Right. But you don't know that when you're 14. I mean, some people do, but you're taught that they're supposed to protect you and take care of you and that you're supposed to vote and your voice matters and all this stuff. You vote and things just get worse and worse and no one's listening to you. Nobody cares what you think, even though you're supposed to be voting these people in. It's just like, well, fuck you guys. (laughs) What happened the last two weeks in Congress? There was an impeachment trial for nothing, an ousted speaker for nothing. And now a war breaks out today in Israel. Oh, I did not hear about that. Oh, my goodness. Israel um, declared. No, it was Hamas declared war on Israel. Yeah. And then Israel declared war on Hamas and Hamas, right? Because they struck first, yeah. And then I believe Iran is involved somehow. Oh boy, here we go. Yeah, Iran is funding Hamas to declare war on Israel. But that's what Israel always claims. So what are we paying for? All of it. But wait a second, there's no Speaker of the House to do anything. Because the Speaker of the House is supposed to call Congress back and say, war just broke out in Israel. What the fuck are we going to do? There's nobody to do that because of a fucking showboating congressman. I don't know. Maybe like let people fight their own wars. Yeah. 
quotes from the one and only George W. Bush. It's clearly a budget. It's got lots of numbers in it. We're determined to figure out why. I'm gonna pass a stimulus. I got one in my pants. Come look at my stimulus. Don't get any in your eye. I'm on the bro log. Cause I'm a brochurist. My stimulus is in my pants. And you'll see why I'm so cool. I might start a podcast. The stimulus in my pants, it's rare and like the bull. Gonna drop a tea bag in your cup of water. My stimulus package is my dick, and it is my balls. No corporate bailouts for my stimulus, and it's GMO free. I remember communism being just not even knowing what it was as a little kid, but it's being sold to you. The Russians are the enemies. The communists are the enemies. The commies, the commies, the commies. And then you grow up and you're like, wait, what was so wrong with that? Now that I've had the chance to think about this as a plan, it doesn't actually sound so bad. Well, my thing is, is that that's disappointing is people are that weak minded to just be told who their enemies are and believe it. I mean, but when you grow up with it when you're little, you know. No, I I get it. It's a fucking form of manipulation and mind control, though. Like, I don't know, being told these things over and over again that just aren't true. That's part of the indoctrination. You make little kids hide under their desk because the Soviets, the communists are going to bomb them. Like, I'm terrified of fire just because I had fucking fire drills all the time. Lauren, you said you had active shooter drills. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How's that different from like Hitler Youth, though, in a way? You know what I mean? It's just a different form of it. Yeah, it's just propaganda. And that's how they propagandized an entire generation to be so opposed to things that would help them. Like, why do you think that they played the Twin Towers blowing up over and over again so many times? Because that leaves like some imprint in your psyche. And that's why they had kids watch it. Yeah. I've been having this thought for a while and I, you know, it sounds like really cliche is that, you know, people are sheep, man. Like, I hate hearing all of that cliche, but in some cases it is actually true because just telling a simple story is a lot easier than dealing with the truth. See, like with with all the coverage, let's say, of the 9-11 attack, everyone in this country immediately turned to brown people are bad. It didn't really matter where you were from. If you were brown, you fucked. And it was because of this narrative and all the footage that they just kept showing and showing and showing over the news. That's what they're seeing. The thing is, too, is like these people can't tell the difference between extremists and regular people that are people of faith. Start spreading your lips. I'll pee on your face. I want to pee and shard on it. Your face, your face. If I can make it there, I'll make it anywhere. It's on your face. Your face, your face. Thank you, good night, everybody. I'm your mayor, Eric Adams. In Switzerland, it is against the law to flush a toilet after 10 p.m. in an apartment building. Temporary uh, Speaker of the House right now. Who is that again? Uh, Patrick McHenry, but he's not. All he can do is call Congress into session to vote. That's it. Those are his powers. He can't do anything. It's a real shit show in Congress right now. None of them should have power. That's the thing. 
All of them have proven to abuse it. Yeah, and they've all proven that they're probably all the dumbest fucking people in the entire fucking world. <laughs> half of them are half fucking dead. The Secretary of Transportation, he was a mayor of like one town and then got to that position. Pete Buttigieg. Yeah, Pete Buttigieg. And then fucking look what happened to... Uh, or, no, sorry, Pete Booty Juice, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I like his husband. His husband seems like a really nice guy. But yeah, he was like the mayor of a small town, which he claims is the city. And like, that's just laughable because I live in Brooklyn. South Bend, Indiana. Indiana, like that's even barely a state. No offense to people in Indiana. No. <laughs> barely a town. It's true, though. You know what they're doing. Sucking on chili dough. Outside taste freeze. But yeah, and then he's transportation secretary. And then we have a black cloud of smoke in Ohio and no one fucking does anything. We have Christine Eldridge from Silver Springs, Nevada. Why the fuck she lived there? She's still a uh, class action lawsuit victim of Aquanaut. She has leather skin. She used to work on the strip and she moved to Silver Springs. And she still puts sun in in her hair. She's a blackjack dealer. You guys got the wrong person. She's she's native. She lives on the reservation. Oh, fuck. You guys must feel like shit. I do a little bit, especially with it being this weekend. Like, What's this weekend? It's Indigenous People's Day on Monday. Oh, right. I forgot about that. I know. I said it right, too. I did not say the bad word. Holy shit, it's October. I remember there was one I watched that was like my favorite, and it was called Dueling Dicks. One of the stars looked like Kevin Kubachowski from You Can't Do That on Television. And he just, like, sits and sprawls on this counter, like, while some other guy does him. And there's, like, so many fucking close-ups of his, like, O-face and shit. And he's like, ah, ah, ah. And he just, like, looks kind of, like, radish and shit. But it's, like, I just love it. It's hilarious. That one and uh, there's Oklahoma, which is um, like two guys masturbating onto pumpkins outside. It was definitely not as good, but it was still all right. And um, the other one was Oxballs. Show us your flaps. Pokemon go to the polls. If you or someone you love has been involved in a no loads refused come dump event and would be willing to talk about it on a podcast, please email legs and eggs podcast at gmail.com. Mission accomplished. But yeah, I find I find the whole um, red scare stuff from America. I think a lot of other countries didn't really have it to the same extent. So yeah, like there's always propaganda. Britain didn't have a red scare in quite the same way. You know, although we never had a strong communist party, we we always had like communists as part of our public life in the 50s, 60s, 70s. Comedians, authors, intellectual. They were just out there and like openly communist and they could exist. Oh, absolutely. And, and, you know, like a lot of trade union leaders were communists, like parts of the country were like communist strongholds. So like in South Wales, which is a really, really strong coal mining area, or it used to be, they had like a town called Little Moscow because like everyone who lived there was a communist. And like the South Welsh valleys were famous for being just completely red through and through. And, you know, like the Morning Star, which is still around, was like a daily newspaper linked to the Communist Party and thousands of people would read that every day. And it was a whole social milieu in this country. And a lot of it's died off now since sort of the end of the Cold War. But there were always like communists as part of public life, even more so in like France and Italy. Like the French Communist Party was one of the largest in the world. And outside of Russia and China and places, but like one of the largest in Europe. And so many famous authors and intellectuals and filmmakers 
Italian Communist Party was another massive one as well. And like these were a permanent fixture of public life in these countries and sort of dominated whole sections of the country in a way that just never happened in America. I think the European socialist movement's always a lot stronger and a lot more clear in its convictions than the American one has. Oh, fuck yeah. They come together so hard. We, we've never had to rely on, like, the Democrat to throw his table scraps. Like, working-class political movements in this country have always been independent, traditionally, from those sort of moderate liberal parties, and so we haven't had to sort of beg them to, to do this or that for us. We've gone out and done it for ourselves. So you didn't have, like, the British equivalent of Ronald Reagan testifying before Parliament to blacklist you know, all your communist actors? Kind of. I mean, our security services did spy on communists. They did keep tabs on them. But it wasn't like to the same extreme degree. I don't know, it's kind of this uniquely British way of persecuting people. It's just posh white men in suits having a quiet word with you on a Sunday afternoon over a cup of tea or something. We wouldn't go around, like, putting people in jail because they support, you know, Marxist revolution. Got a titty wife, 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 got a titty wife. She's living that titty life. A shrimp's heart is located at the bottom of its head. Hashtag facts. Two days ago, whenever that incident happened to me where I got like kicked out of the building uh, for trying to hand out the pamphlet, say you can't do that in this building. It's like, fine, I'll do it outside. I saw the faculty and staff telling other students to come over to where I was at to fuck with me. And they did. And like some of them were coming up. It's like, oh, so you hate LGBTQ plus or whatever. And I'm like, no, no, I don't. I never once said that. I'm not talking about that. If anything, it's your right to say whatever you want to say, just like it's my right to say whatever I want to say. That's why I'm trying to tell people. I don't care what you want to say. I just want to let you know you have the right to say it. it. Everyone has the right to have their own opinions. So in other words, you're actually on the side of that person being able to express themselves in any which way they want to. As soon as I throw out, like, I'm uh, like, even though I try to say nonpartisan as much as possible, I do have more conservative opinions. I don't care if someone has different opinions from me. That's fine. Most of my stuff just stems from religion. But again, that's also my freedom to do that. And But I'm not going to dock you for having opposing opinion. I had a freedom speech ball outside the door. And it was a 10-foot beach ball that I got. I had Sharpies and you could write whatever you want on it. It was free speech. And then they just started putting balls, balls, and then drawing dicks and stuff like that. They were trying to, like, look like they were, like, desecrating in a sense. But I, I didn't stop them. That's the whole point of the ball. Write or do whatever you want on it. It's free speech. And they think they were trying to offend me with it. Look, you said you have conservative views. I don't give a fuck. I don't, like, at all. It doesn't matter. I agree with you on the fact, and I see this on both sides. You, people think like, oh, I'm owning the libs or, oh, I'm owning them with the, you know, you got let's go Brandon and then dark Brandon and Pelosi putting her fucking sunglasses on. Trump shooting lasers out of his eyes. What the fuck is this? This is stupid. You all look stupid and nobody's feeling owned by any of this. Like, grow up. Also, if you handed me that ball and the Sharpie, I might have brought a dick on it. Dicks are funny. Yeah, dicks are funny. It wouldn't be owning anybody other than that's kind of funny. Yeah, and they thought they were trying to offend me by doing that, you know? And I, why would I be offended? Because they would be offended. That's why they did it. I'm going to just give you my perspective. I live in Massachusetts, very blue, right? Very much liberals up here. Anybody that I interact with who tries to like, disagree or say they're conservative, they're right in my face and trying to change my mind. Instead of just us saying, let's agree to disagree, the point of our country and freedom and you can have your opinion and I can have mine and I don't fucking care, right? But it's gotten to the point now where if someone even comes at me and says, oh, I hope Trump wins or I like Kevin McCarthy, I'm just like, get away from me and I don't even want to do nothing with because I feel like I'm going to get attacked. I'm going to be told I'm wrong, but I don't feel like liberals are going out telling conservatives in the same nasty way. No, they do. They do. <laughs> Maybe they do. They do. But that's the point. Everybody is just fucking nasty to each other 
all the time. Conservatives do it too. It's not just liberal. Everyone is just trying to, it's, it's the biggest dick measuring contest in America. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like 15 years ago, I didn't know what anybody's politics were. And I feel like I was a happier person. Ignorance is bliss. Ignorance is truly bliss. <laughs> I just feel like everybody, blood pressure was lower. Everybody was a little happier. And now it's so fueled and it, it's all that matters. Who'd you vote for? Who do you support? Who are you going to vote for? I don't care. What if you found out you worried about nothing the whole time because the presidents are actually just puppets and none of us have anything to do with it? Wait, the hell you say? What? <laughs> what, Sarah? <laughs> that all of our world leaders and everyone that we see are just pawns for our capitalist overlords? Checks out. Yeah, welcome to the corporation. And that'll wrap it up for this week. If you'd like to send us some dick pics, our email is legsandeggspodcast at gmail.com. You can see us on Twitter at legsandeggspod. And you can check out our merch store. It's linked in our show description. Once again, I'm Fupa Jones. On behalf of everyone here at the Legs and Eggs podcast, we'd like to thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Cubes.